This is a podcast about male vulnerability. Vulnerability is not synonymous with weakness. It's about looking inward before accepting, critically reflecting, and expressing our individual perspective. This perspective isn't about being wrong or right. It's about, as a male, encouraging a humble openness amongst others and with yourself. So today we wanted to talk about a topic that we've actually haven't necessarily spoken to a whole lot directly, but definitely talk about indirectly every day, Mm -hmm. either with each other, with friends or whatever that might look like. And that's the social clock. Um, Again, this phrase might be unfamiliar to some, so I guess just to provide a bit of context, the social clock is essentially for timetable that's determined by culture, which indicates the proper time of certain life events. So whether that's what age you feel like you should be getting married, what age you feel like you should be having um, your first child, what age you might feel like you should be retiring. It's very much um, those cultural indicators um, that dictate. And sometimes it's um, far more conscious and sometimes it's, I guess, quite unconscious and feels almost natural in a sense as well. Yeah, and that the the word that you just said, proper time, as well. I mean, that's probably something that we're going to unpack. Yeah, correct. Um, but yeah, proper. What do you do? You want to add anything about that word? That the, those proper time, the proper time to be doing something is is I think a very loaded and and um, challenging you know term to describe and think about. Yeah, well, I guess because it is based off one's culture, I think being aware of your culture and what that might look like. So for us, for example, in Western culture, I think traditionally between kind of like mid-20s to um, early 30s is very much the cultural, I guess the proper time or what we believe to be the proper time to get married, potentially your first marriage. Yeah, and this is this is a conversation. This is cultural expectations, um, you know, running up against individual desires and drives. Correct. Um, which is, you know, in a globalized world, um, you know, you could we can very clearly are coming from an Australian culture, but we engage with American culture, we engage with all these other kinds of things. So, is that seems to be a bit of a an issue that your culture, whether you know it or not, is going to be setting expectations for you, the one in which you come from, one which you just, you know, geographically subscribe to the most yeah and you're then going to run into you know issues about what you would like or where you would like what you would like to be doing at certain times of you know your life um okay that we will we, we'll be talking about this the rest of the episode but i guess the first question to you eddie is have you felt the pressure of the social clock in your own life yeah definitely and i think um I think for a long time I definitely lived, and I think probably a lot of people attest this, is sort of that period between, I guess, when you're born and very much when you finish high school where everything kind of just flows for you. You sort of handed almost this, I guess, guide for how to live where it's like you go to primary school and then you finish primary school, then you go through high school, then you graduate through high school um, and all finish early. But it's very much, I guess, a sense where this is the natural flow, this is what everyone else is doing, this is what I'm doing. Would you, sorry, just on that, I just was thinking, would you think that that's probably, high school is probably the time when people know it or not are, are at most 
ease or at least most um, uh, aware of the social clock. It's literally like signposted to you. You were in year seven. You were this age. Yeah. You were in year eight. You are now this age. Like it literally, <laughs> you, know, you literally have to go through steps in yeah, order to exactly. do something. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, it's clear, but I think there's not all too much, I guess, in the, gem- in the grand scheme of things that mm-hmm. in that time you feel you can achieve or kind of knock off in terms of major life events bar graduation which again is probably handed to you so i think for me i guess to answer your question is when i really felt the pressure of social clock was that very much the period between finishing university Mm -hmm. um and i think uh kind of maybe a year ago um when i got engaged which obviously Mm -hmm. i guess is a bit of a milestone yeah thank you um (laughs) But good, I think it was a good engagement party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, on that, I think it was very much this um, new, I guess, new expectations that I had on myself. So kind of, I guess, when I did finish uni, I sort of started um, started dating girls, now my fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, I had these goals, I guess, personal goals in terms of trying to buy my first property, um, starting work. Mm-hmm. And all the rest of it. And I also had, I guess, being young, sort of, I guess, when that period of time started, I was around um, 20, 21. So being young, I felt this pressure to also travel and to see the world. And mm-hmm. that's what all my friends are doing. Everyone's doing mm-hmm. gap years, post-uni and spending extended periods of time overseas. Mm-hmm. So I felt that pressure to kind of do that and kind of, I guess, fulfill, I guess, that, yeah, that pressure to be free and just to kind of be like, things can wait. This is my time to be who I want to be and do what I want to do. But then with that as well, also had, I guess, this pressure coming from externally where I had, whether it be family members um, or my partner, I guess, as the relationship progressed, talking more and more about sort of what comes next in terms of engagement and marriage and that kind of next phase of life. So kind of all at once, it was sort of just this... um, really condensed or what I felt like was a condensed timeline where I had to kind of achieve all of these different things and balance these personal goals with expectation with also, I guess the goals of this partner Mm -hmm. in a condensed timeline Mm -hmm. and kind of weighing up, I guess all the financial obligations and Mm -hmm. whatever else it looks like associated with those different expectations whether it be on that i had on myself or that others had on me Mm -hmm. um you start to feel a lot of weird pressure a lot of anxiety that maybe for the first time i guess in my life within this time period Mm. i won't necessarily be able to achieve all of the things i want to achieve um in the sequence i'd like or i didn't feel like Mm -hmm. necessarily i had the time to do them um Mm. in order to achieve them by i guess a certain period would you say that that's the would you say that that's the thing that you learnt the most about it it seems like you're suggesting that then you need to be kind of malleable and flexible in 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 conversation with and in conversation with these clocks that you are running up against seem like you had your individual clock yeah this social clock then you've got your partner's clock it's a lot of ticking yeah there's a lot of ticking and there's there's this, there's the social in terms of uh, yeah, you need to be young and express yourself and go overseas yep. uh, or travel and find yourself. All these these kinds of things, which I well, I'm not I'm not being disingenuous. That is, a, it could be an important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then up against biological, you know, uh, physical clocks. Yeah, 
you know, and and then as you're saying, just life checkpoints. So is this is is I'll ask the question again? Is that the thing that you learnt the most from this experience that you need to be flexible with where things are going to drop and fall in line in regards to your life? I think, and I guess I probably didn't provide what the outcome of this of that pressure was. So I probably mm-hmm. start there, but I think I guess what that pressure led to was very much, I guess, an anxiety. Yeah, an anxiety. Um, so you learn how to be anxious, is what you. I learned how to be anxious. Yeah, <laughs> very much. Yeah, that. but I think it was an anxiety, um, a little bit of fear as well. Fear of like this weird kind of like I guess failure, mm-hmm. which meant that rather than you didn't have that in high school. No, not really. Because it was so set. Because it was set. Yeah. Okay. Because it was so set. And right. The, so here we're getting through the anxiety of freedom. Correct. So I think it was very much, I guess, what the outcome of that anxiety was very much me being very closed off with people close to me, whether it was my partner or whatever else it was, and shutting down conversations around those different topics. So, for example, if my partner brought up engagement, not that I didn't want to get engaged, it was very clear, I want to get engaged Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in due time, but it was that that conversation – kind of unearthed that anxiety. So mm. therefore I was mm. just shutting down first conversations if someone kind of made a joke about when we're going to have kids or what, whatever else. It mm-hmm. was like, that's bringing back up that anxiety. And, and that's I'm just a common one. Shut hey, that out. That's a common one. Hey, the joking about kids and correct. Yeah. But I think, I guess what I learned through that period is that shutting it down over and over didn't really provide anyone outside of myself, any understanding Mm. of what those conversations, I guess, would necessarily do to me internally, but then also, I guess, didn't allow me to hear other people's perspectives on, I guess, what their real expectations were. Mm -hmm. So I think probably the most important one uh, definitely during that period was my partner's expectations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I guess because I hadn't opened up the conversation and allowed it to go on, I was kind of creating this narrative in my head of what her expectations yeah. were, yep. which weren't actually necessarily true, where it was actually there wasn't this finite amount no. of time where I had to do all of these things at and, all in that scenario. And there probably rarely is that concrete of a, this needs to happen here, this needs to happen there, that needs to happen there. Correct. Yeah. It was very much a made-up narrative yeah. that I was trying to work to. And I yeah. think what I realized definitely was that what I learned was that calling out that anxiety for what it was, sharing that anxiety and openly discussing not necessarily those events, but discussing what talking about those events without kind of any clear expectations did to me mm-hmm. was really what I needed to do in order to kind of lift, I guess, that needless pressure that mm-hmm. I was probably more so placing myself than anyone placing on me. So again, this is, so this could just be in conversation with your partner. There could be some comment about, oh, when, when are we going to do this? Or I can't wait for this. You yeah, know, just correct. A, just a, a yeah. throwaway, romantic, nice comment. Yeah. Totally fine. We as humans, are, we love, we live in the future, right? This yeah. is, we love this. Yeah. And that's totally fine. And that helps us, you know, shape our lives. Um, but then from, you're saying because of your, uh, in, in, you know, your inability or your de- lack of desire to be vulnerable, then you just internalize that as pressure, as force that you yeah. then had to, you you then had to you will then I'm you know I'm a, I'm 
I'm assuming here, that you then internalized that and looked at whether that matched up with your current goals and whether you, and whether you need to speed up or whether you needed to slow down or whether, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And that's, yeah, that's anxiety. That's just like flat out. I don't think I'm where I need to be or where this person wants me to be. Um, so I will push myself harder or, or whatever, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. And I think, yeah, the reality with that is had I kind of, again, had I paused mm-hmm. and had a lot of those conversations earlier, I could have saved, I guess, obviously a lot of anxiety, a lot mm-hmm. of well-being in that yeah. in terms of in what you kind of just called out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think it would have also been a more positive experience through those conversations in terms of um, managing yeah. it and channeling them into excitement rather than, mm. you know what I mean, mm. just anxious well, triggers. Within your within your, within your a partnership, your individual social clock needs to become a collective clock. Like it needs to be the town hall clock, not a little watch on your wrist. Right? And I think, yeah, and I think that's yeah. the reality. It's yeah. sort of like, and again, that's probably um, something else that I also realized is that for the first time in my life, it wasn't just this individual social clock mm-hmm. that I could, I guess, that I really I couldn't, I couldn't hear. Yeah, and then it's sort of like when the clock, someone else's clock, mm. came into it, you know, mm. metaphorically speaking. Yeah, someone else's clock therefore aligned with my clock. Yeah, started hearing that ticking, mm-hmm. that ticking, that mm-hmm. ticking. Mm-hmm. It was confusing. It's like, what, what is this ticking mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm hearing? Why is there? Why do I feel like everything is? You know, has to take place in such yeah. a finite period of time all of and, a sudden. And you had been so conditioned to your own goals that that ticking was drowned out just by familiarity, right? Like yeah, just correct. the sound. And so then, as you said, just continuing this metaphor along, this new sound coming in, mm. not only were you hearing that, you probably for the first time were hearing your ticking again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In conversation, in communication with that. And yeah. that's that's not just the pressure of an individual, it's the pressure of two, that's the pressure. It's a, And then for you then to not express that at all, yeah. Oh, you're gonna. <laughs> it gets louder. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna yeah. implode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you did. No, yeah. You did. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard year. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Hard for you. But um, I guess I'm curious to know as well from your perspective. Yeah. Um, in what ways do you think that young men, potentially even young people, broadly speaking, are impacted as social clock? So. I guess, interestingly as well, we kind of realized when we've, previous to recording this mm-hmm. episode, when we mm-hmm. spoke to friends, mm-hmm. although they focus were, groups, our yeah, focus yeah, group. yeah. <laughs> although they were aware of, I guess, the implications of the social clock and after we kind of mentioned what it meant, they mm-hmm. kind of were like, oh yeah, yeah, it makes sense. People weren't necessarily familiar with the term. Because how pervasive it is, because how it is just like informs every, it is everywhere. Yeah, this this goal, this 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 like you need whether you know it or not, your life is being regulated and controlled by forces outside of your control and forces within your control, and they're going to push you along a path. Yeah, when when you should be doing something, what should I be doing? All these questions. Yeah, yeah. And what what do you think the implications are of that? Historically, um, the the idea of like as you said this is obviously a podcast for for men and you said young men but it's it's for young people in general because it's something that you talked about just you know, five minutes ago it's this idea of freedom and liberation and I think um, historically freedom has been very much associated with men and masculinity right that there is a little bit more of a you know a um, 
an opportunity for men to express themselves in a myriad of ways, in many different ways, throughout, you know, you go back through different time periods. Um, I'm thinking specifically, I don't know, the 16th century or something, you know? Okay. Um, I'm not going to go <laughs> into, into that. Yeah. I actually have a really cool example that I think maybe sums that up. Uh, that's a very personal example. Yep. Um, and relatable. Um, I noticed uh, my cousins, um, my cousins, um, Sophie and Nathaniel, they, when they were younger, I, I saw how they were playing with a game together, like Lego. Yeah. Sophie, who's a girl, would follow the rules and steps quite clearly. Yeah. Nathaniel kind of just went for it and did whatever he wanted. Yeah. Now, there's so much we can say to that. That's very, like, yeah, I'm not going to, we're not going to go into that. But I think this idea of, of freedom of expression and all this stuff in opposition to what is expected of you, that's, yeah. that's the impact I think that young men and young people in general, that, that's what they run up against. Okay. That there's this, okay, I'm, as you're saying, I can, I'm young, I, I, I want to go out and you know, travel the world, do all these kinds of things. And that is totally fine. Yeah. That is 100% spot on. You do not need to follow the rules. Yeah. Right? And whether we like it or not, culture has those guides for how to build a Lego. Right? Yeah. Quite literally to build a house, to build all these things. Yeah. Um, so, and just thinking on that as, as well, I, I think it's, it is really important to note that you really, really can do what you would like to do at what points you would like to do. Yeah. But you are not exempt from the sound of that clock. Yeah, okay. And what do you mean by that? That if you are mid 20s to 30s and you don't want to buy a house you don't want to you want to change consistent jobs you you want to travel all very very you know uh, privileges of 21st century and yep. potentially of races and and people right yep. privileges and economic class of course you are completely free to do that i think what doesn't get spoken about enough is that the culture society will be continuing along its path of you should be doing this here, you should be doing that. Even your body will be continuing along that path. Yeah, so there okay. will be a day of reckoning. Yeah, right. Right? I know it sounds very ominous, but it, it is almost like that. Mm. I would say that that's where midlife crisis come in. I would say that where a lot of these things come in. Mm. And so I think if you are not being aware that your choice and your freedom to do what you would like to do at certain points is totally acceptable and desirable and you should be doing that, but you need to be aware that society, people that you run up into, relationships and all that, will make you consider mm. what you were doing and for what purpose and for what benefit. Yeah. And that will be a quite, usually that's quite a traumatic experience. Yeah. So I'm curious, with that, I guess, awareness and perspective that you have, yep. that there will be a day of reckoning, so to speak, <laughs> potentially, yeah. if, you, if, you, yeah. if you are... Sounds biblical. Yeah, if you are ignoring... The social clock yep. in your own life. Yep. What do you think some of those fears are that we potentially suppress? Why we would be ignoring the, yeah. the clock? I don't think... I think people, humans, desperately, we want to make sure that we're not doing... We're, we're doing things for ourselves. And okay. we're, not, we're not doing what people tell us or what we expected to do. Yeah. And that, again, I, 100%, that's great. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely great. But there is also nothing wrong with expectations. Yeah. And I think this is something that you talk about a lot with just like the simple fact of like, I don't know, creating something, a deadline. Yeah. A deadline is necessary and helpful. Mm. 
It has to be. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and I think what gets revealed, I think what we need to take away from that, it, that reveals about your personality and your traits and things you need to work on. Yeah. How you respond to deadlines. Yeah. How, how you respond to this, these goals, these points. It will bring up things within you. Mm. And I think that's what's important. To notice, okay, there are these checkpoints. How am I, how am I reacting? Yeah. How am I dealing with that? Do yeah. I... You know, continuing the metaphor, do I wait wait until the last second and then do it and then uh, and hand in something, just a terrible assignment or whatever? Yeah. And I'm like detached from it. I don't think it's that good or but like, you know, I'm I, that obviously shows that I'm not wanting to do as well as I possibly could. Yeah. Right. Or I'm trying to be needlessly rebellious or whatever. Yeah. Or are you, you know, or are you someone that plans it out and and is aware of those deadlines and is aware that that doesn't mean that you are a better or worse person you just are aware of the of when something needs to be done <laughs> and, that, and that, that's a very interesting point because i don't think i've ever necessarily thought about it like that because i guess when it, consider some of i guess the life events that i touched on and some of the major life events that particularly for i guess young people are yet to come obviously all of those life events based on social clock mm have this invisible deadline, so to speak. It can feel like they have an invisible deadline. And how you respond to that deadline, how you respond to this notion that potentially, let's say, society expects that you would have bought your first house by 30. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, you respond. I'm not on track. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you respond with, that's stupid, that's impossible. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not is that, it potentially yeah. sorry, like yeah. to that point, sorry, yeah. where you kind of are saying society will not stop for you? Is it potentially, and this is, I guess, something that we've been encouraging and actively discussing, mm. more beneficial for you to consider why you reacted that way? Yeah. Why society believes that you should purchase mm-hmm. a house by this mm-hmm. time? Because the reason why things exist. And yeah. challenging yourself to understand whether or yep. not for you personally, you think it's important yeah. and therefore whether or not you need to take active steps to either yep. engage with that goal, with yep. engage with that deadline yep. and or suppress and ignore that deadline. Yeah. And I think the first thing is to realize that, that it may seem that these are concrete things that are you know oppressive almost like mm. oh my god this is going to happen they are guidelines yeah. they are rough guidelines yeah no one is sitting down and writing the culture script no one is sitting this is consistently negotiated and it's consistently happening yeah just like you you know your partner was saying might be saying oh, i want to do this this is just a rough guideline yeah yeah meant yeah. to prompt thought so think yeah don't react negatively don't scream don't get okay i'm gonna work my ass off now i'm gonna go crazy yeah all the opposite yeah 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 or yeah or do nothing flee go to another like fine all every response is totally fine what the issue is if you are not thinking about how the social clock is is or your reaction to it being dictated by that like if you are not thinking about why you are responding yeah you're not being vulnerable to the to the situation whatsoever yeah yeah, that's it, it, to me, that just seems as simple as that because these are guidelines and there might be benefits for them. And they have changed, sorry. They have changed culturally. Like they continuously shift. Yeah. Average ages of house, average ages of parents, average, all these things they continuously shift. Yeah. So you don't need to put up that much of a fight maybe, right? Like, yeah. you know, so um, 
Yeah, like you, you, yeah, you you don't need to put up that much of a fight. It's all it is it is changing and it is in constant conversation, but it will be there. That pressure will be there. Yeah. So I think you kind of I guess started to touch on it, but how can we be more vulnerable in response to social clock? What does that potential negotiation that you mentioned look like? Yeah, it is it is a consistent checking of why you are doing your decisions and why and and this is i think it'd be safe to say that we're talking more about bigger decisions right like in terms of traveling or in terms of certain jobs or right i think this is consideration very much from my perspective i think it's to look at different milestones in isolation would probably leave you worse off than better off so i think Mm -hmm. if you are considering the social clock as obviously maybe medium term mm-hmm. um, array of milestones at each mm-hmm. period of your life, mm-hmm. you might then find that you can kind of discover the different inter- interdependencies of things to achieve that mm-hmm. might then lead you to achieve things if you so think they're important to achieve okay. at certain times. Okay. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So... Again, we should probably be, we should phrase this through what it would look like for a man and for a male in regards to this. Yeah. Um, I think just, again, just being incredibly aware that whatever your yeah, medium, long-term goals and things like that, um, as to whether that is something you as an individual separate from the expectations of males mm. are ready for this, would like to be pursuing this um yeah is is it is it just is it is it just as simple as that and and noticing that okay if i'm if i'm driving so hard to get a job and complete my degree am i doing that just to get the respect of my father am i doing that to i mean that's something that i died (laughs) that i've dealt with a little bit right and i think that might be a deeply male thing or do you know any i think it's a human thing i think and this is i guess on that yeah Saying that's interesting in the sense that just being able to, I guess, name and identify what you're feeling and just mm. assert, assign meaning to it, mm-hmm. assign like why do you feel that way, mm-hmm. then allows you yeah. to work out how you kind of progress from there. And so then let's say, let's let's use an example of like why do I want to buy a house at yeah thirty or younger? Yeah, correct. Now, if there's many ways that you can answer that, but maybe what would, what do you think would be a negative reason and one that wouldn't be? First of all, what would be bad is if you weren't ever asking yourself why do you yeah, want to buy a house. You were just like, I just have to do it. Obviously, yeah. that's not a good step. But let's assume yeah. we've asked ourselves why. Yeah, yeah. What what do you think would be um, you know maybe not that positive of a reason to be doing it? To be you know to be pushing yourself so hard. It's not I like that. Because it's a tricky one because buying a house is obviously positive. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that's a, yeah. it's a difficult one, I think. Yeah. what Where the issue lies, it's not so yeah. much that the act of buying a house yeah. is a potential issue. I think where the issue lies is the, not just, it's how you manage the expectation that you, you're setting upon yourself, but yeah. then also how you manage the expectation that society and culture is placing on you. Yep. And by manage that, it's sort of like, if it is you're feeling pressure in that mm-hmm. scenario, um, because it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of time to obviously save and do whatever mm-hmm. you need to do to get to that point. 
if you are feeling that pressure, you need to identify it because that pressure yeah. could then become the negative blowout in terms of how you respond to different things, mm-hmm. how you see the world. Because quite frankly, it's something as simple as this. If you're saving for something as big as a house yep. and you say you have a car accident or your car mm-hmm. breaks down or whatever mm-hmm. else, so then you kind of go to get it fixed and they're like, oh, it's going to be this much, it's going to be yeah. two to five grand. Mm. Big blow. It's a big blow, but if you feel this pressure and f- see this deadline as fixed yeah. based on that pressure, mm. your perspective of that blow oh. is going to be unreasonably large. To, to the point of like, why does the universe do this to me? You know, it, could get, it can get to that. Correct. That cosmic of a yeah, Correct. issue. Correct. Yeah. So I think the important thing in it is that not that necessarily any of these milestones are negative. It's yeah. that... They exist. Yep. They're culturally based, so they're going to continue to exist. Yep. Time is going to continue to move whether or not (laughs) you adhere to some of these milestones. Yep. But within yourself, you need to decide whether or not what you're feeling based on these milestones and kind of facing up to that, deciding whether or not they're important to you. Yep. And also working out negotiating with yourself, potentially with others around yep. you, if they, if yep. you know, there are interdependencies, yep. how you want to go about yeah. getting there. Yeah. But making sure it's in a way that's healthy and you're open about how it's making you feel. If it's making you feel positive, yes. share that. If it's yes. bringing about negative feelings and a bit of anxiety, which we're kind of as a generation all facing, you know, we're that generation of, of anxiety, of which course. is why we're talking about this topic. Yeah. Yep then you need to be able to identify that anxiety early and not just dismiss it as society is stupid, these things are stupid, but actually work out whether or not you might in the future potentially think these things are important to achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's so spot on. Just like being, um, noticing what's important to you, um, showing what's important to you and then being really honest and vulnerable about the impact that this then goal is having on you Correct. and in your interactions because and just quickly um we're getting kicked out of the booth no we're not, we're not. <laughs> 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 um i think that has a direct uh the very stereotypical male problem is uh those goals to say like that to buy a house or whatever early um you know that if you are not vulnerable and transparent about this you could become quite insular and, and quite driven and your relationships and your interdependencies as you say will lack yeah now if that's a pattern that you establish early in your 20s good luck then when you have a child and then you're working again even harder mm. to then oh sorry when if you do have a child sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you do have a child you choose to start a family if you have not established that within yourself when you work incredibly hard then to provide for that kid mm. your social clock your goals are not going to be communicated to that child yeah they're not going to be communicated to your wife they're going to be whatever husband both ways cuts yeah. both ways that is that's the that is one of the very potential negative impacts of this yeah because once that happens then the child then then starts associating hard work with a lack of emotion yeah and it just spirals yeah absolutely skyrocket and it's a, that's that's not what you want to be doing especially within male father to son relationships yeah especially within that yeah you need to be transparent about the weight of of pressure and expectation yeah that just needs to happen yeah no. And I think that's, and that's a very good point. Yeah. And I guess why it's important to build that habit 
of identifying that pressure and calling out early because quite frankly, when the interdependencies, like you just mentioned, go from potentially a partner, which is one thing where it's another adult, yeah. to a child who hasn't even experienced, I guess, what you've experienced or understand why you'd necessarily need to be doing what you're doing and can't see how that would be beneficial for them. Yeah. Without you articulating it? Yeah. Well, they have no, no chance of understanding. Yeah. There's no chance of yeah. understanding. And that's right. Yeah. Um, I guess to wrap this up, yeah. I guess we've spoken about social clock, try to provide a kind of brief mm. description. There's a lot there. A lot, yeah, a lot <laughs> in there. I guess try to provide a, a few tangible examples as well, which yeah. we hope will kind of bring or shed more light mm-hmm. on this topic of a social clock. Mm-hmm. Talked about some of the implications as well and how I guess we can be more vulnerable towards it, particularly yep. not just young men, but young people in general yep. being given we are that generation of yep. anxiety. Yep. So I think it's timely that we kind of start talking about these cultural um, expectations yep. and really diving into what they mean for us as individuals rather than just pushing them aside yeah yeah and then and just and then on top of that the understanding that they are guidelines that they are consistently negotiated that they are you know that there is positive things towards that and as you said it what we really need to be looking at is how we're reacting to those correct in in, you know as opposed to we also do need to interrogate them just in general but Mm. for us and for this podcast and for your own individual benefit you need to be thinking about how you're reacting to them Yeah. yeah cool thanks for the chat all right. If you want to keep chatting, follow us on Instagram at eddieandalex.mp3. Catch ya.